Yo, welcome to another episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, a couple of sunburned guys, talk about movies, music, TV, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. In episode 44, we review the Netflix movie The Old Guard. We talk about MCU TV updates, the Grease prequel, and some filming updates. Riz will let you in on the DVDs and music that are available now, and I'll tell you the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees of Separation connection is Brittany Murphy and Lisa Kudrow. Oh, but first, quick news. We are all eager to begin the next phase of the MCU and we are going to inform you some updates of the MCU Disney Plus series. The first up is WandaVision. A while ago it was said that WandaVision was pushed back to 2021, but Deadline have confirmed that the Scarlet Witch led TV series is still set to release later this year. Right before the coronavirus spread in the US back in March, WandaVision wrapped up all of its main production. Some of its latest news of the show is that Evans Peter has a key role in the show and Kat Deenings will reprise her role as Darcy Lewis and Randall Pack is returning as FBI agent Jimmy Woo. If you guys uh, don't know these characters, Darcy Lewis is the character from Thor and Jimmy Woo was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it'll be very interesting to see these two characters in this uh, show and how they're connected. Also, continuing the MCU series, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been delayed according to the wrap. Disney Plus has announced it is removing the team-up show from uh, originally set to premiere next month in August. No date has been set yet. And lastly, Marvel's Hawkeye has found its director. Marvel Studios have hired the directing duo behind Troop Zero, Amber Finlayson, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, and Katie Elwood will direct a block of the series, and they'll also be joined by John Mulaney and Rice Thomas, who are set to direct another block. Jeremy Renner will reprise his role as Clint Barton, and the series will find him mentoring a young girl named Kate Bishop. Rumors are that Haley Steinfeld is set to ca- to be cast as uh, Kate Bishop. So with all these information on all this news of uh the mcu disney plus series what comes for you uh i'm i'm just hoping they don't push wandavision back uh because i'm looking forward to it and they're they're just pushing out they they pushed uh winter soldier back right yes that sucks yes um i'm excited to i'm excited about kat denning you know i hated that waitress show that she was on but i really like her uh, that she'll be in in uh, WandaVision. WandaVision with Evan Peters and I think you said Randall Pack. It's Randall Park who's yeah. from Fresh Off the Boat. Mm-hmm. So that'll be such pretty a cool. funny dude. I like that they're they're mixing up the the cast from the movies and the TV show. Uh, the TV shows, excuse me. I wish that uh, you know people from. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would, like, make cameos in the movies. You know what I mean? I feel like that, that they're just waiting for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. To, to die out to start this new Disney Plus series of movies. And a, and lot, a lot of people are also hoping that the Defenders won't get 
evaporated either or replaced or recast uh which are luke cage jessica jones and daredevil which i think um iron fist has been already recast i think yeah i i think they're gonna ignore anything that isn't like any series that isn't on disney plus unfortunately uh, the reason why Falcon and Winter Soldier has been pushed back is because their series hasn't been as much completed as WandaVision. And when they returned to film, they were in Puerto Rico and an earthquake hit. Oh, so wow. because of that, it was pushed back uh, another time uh, for probably early next year. Uh, I'm out of the three. I am really hopeful and eager to uh, see WandaVision mostly. Because I want to see the whole meta, m- meta mental f- fuck up that's going on in her head and how she's dealing with all this and what can birth into the next step of the MCU. Because Kevin Feige has said that in order for us to understand uh, the next step of Marvel Cinematic Universe in the theaters, we would have to pay attention to these shows such as WandaVision, Fal- Falcon, and Winter Soldier. And probably uh, Hawkeye, which probably Kate Bishop will be the next Hawkeye in the new Avengers. All right, um, Haley Steinfeld. I she hasn't had her breakout role yet. I remember her being cast in in the uh, Pitch Perfect sequels, and they yes. they said that she was basically gonna be the next generation when the older cast kind of graduate graduate she'll continue on with the series and her character didn't really pop as they expected um maybe this will be a breakout role if rumors are true true but i you know i like her she's pretty cool i hope so i mean i wouldn't mind her being in it i think she's such a fantastic actress yeah so up next tell me more tell me more did she put up a fight Wow. I know. <laughs> a prequel to Grease has been greenlit by Paramount Pictures, Temple Hill, and Picture Start. The movie titled Summer Lovin' is being directed by Brett Haley and Leah McKendrick will write the movie. It will reportedly focus on the fling between Grease protagonist Danny and Sandy that occurred before the school year started. No timeline or cast has been revealed. What do you think about that? Um... I, you know, I've never really been that into Grease. I probably watched it once. Um, it's, you know, the the songs are catchy, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, it's been a long time to make a sequel, I mean, a prequel. It, we are in that in that uh, age of prequel, reboot, and this, this emptiness of imagination that we have in hollywood there's not a lot of like originality you know what i was thinking when when you were talking about this this story um and and casting like something original and kind of funny would be just to bring back john travolta and olivia newton john at this age playing teenagers (laughs) why not like just the audience will suspend belief and will be in on the joke and and I think it would be funny. I have watched Grease several, several times. I haven't watched it in a, in a long time. I liked it. I'm a sucker for musical movies or musicals in general. So I enjoyed it. I would want to see how it's going to to play out. Uh, they say that they're going to cater to today's audience. 
which I don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, but besides that, also a television spinoff of Grease titled Grease Right Out High is also reportedly in the works for the HBO Max streaming service. Hmm. So that's probably going to take place in the same timeline or the same year as Grease or Grease Part 2. Hmm. And assuming it would be a musical show. Yeah, like High School Musical, the musical, the series. The or musical of the musical series. Glee. Or Glee. Ugh. <laughs> Every time I think of Glee, the only song I can think of is Let's Have a Kiki. And uh, it was so cringeworthy watching it or re-watching it back. And I, I really don't... I think they... It got to a point where Ryan Murphy and the crew just did that whole spaghetti thing where they just fling things to the wall and see which sticks. It didn't last the first season. Uh, I I was into the first half of the first season, and just characters' emotions would change in the, in the very next episode, and it would just be like, why are they doing this? It, oh, to mix things up. to Like you said, throw spaghetti at the wall. The one thing I, I do want to mention... Uh, when I watched it, I remember, like, this actress, this character that started out more of a background character, but popped, and she slowly became a lead, and you could tell why. Um, that was uh, Santana, played by Naya Rivera, who unfortunately yes. has passed away. Yes. Um, and my heart hurt when I heard that, yeah, because I would go terrible. back... After I quit watching after the first season, they would have theme episodes that I would, you know, watch. I think I watched the uh, the Michael Jackson episode, the Madonna episode, you know, just for shits and giggles. And, of course, the uh, tribute to Corey Monteith. And every time I would go back and watch, she would be the one to pop out for me. Her song that she did, uh, what's the song that Alien Ant Farm uh, covered? Um, Billie Jean? No. Um, dun 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 You've been smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. Uh, she did that with a duet with another character, and that was electrifying. And it just, like I said, it hurt my heart to hear that she that she passed away. So rest in peace, Naya Rivera. Rest in peace, yeah. Rest in paradise. She was talented and very, and gone too too soon. Yes. So, uh, Tom Holland confirmed that filming has begun for the movie adaption of PlayStation's popular game, Uncharted. The movie will act as a prequel set before the start of the first game, where Holland plays young 20-something Nathan Drake as he takes his first step into adventuring. Mark Wahlberg will play Nathan's mentor, Sully, and the movie will star Antonio Banderas, Sophia Ali, and Tati Gabrielle. The movie hit cinemas July 6, 16, 2021, fingers crossed, moving up from its original setback of October 2021. Doubt it. When asked about Spider-Man 3, Holland confirmed that he needs to finish Uncharted first. He's hoping to finish filming by February of next year. Both films have been delayed by about four months, with Spider-Man 3 now looking at mid-2022. All this is good and fun, but let's talk about the now it was confirmed that christopher nolan's film tenet has been removed indefinitely ah from 2020 calendar damn i was looking forward to that uh warner brothers chairman toby emmerich says in a statement 
we will share a new 2020 release date imminently for Tenet, Christopher Nolan's wholly original and mind-blowing feature. We are not treating Tenet like a traditional global day-and-date release, and our upcoming marketing and distribution plans will reflect that. Other titles like Wonder Woman 1984, uh, which is set for October 2nd, and Dune on December 18th have not shifted as of yet. Hmm. Ooh, that was a mouthful. So, I don't know. I've given up on 2020 at this point. What do you think? Uh, Let's take it from the top first. Uh, I played uh, Uncharted. I really like that game. It's basically a male version of Tomb Raider, uh, which another... Uh, franchise that I absolutely love. I really don't see Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, even as a young Nathan Drake. Um, Nathan Drake is really rugged, really... um, That's the word, really rugged. And I don't know how they would... I feel like they're going to probably put Nathan Drake as like a very metrosexual type look that is going to probably annoy me. (laughs) uh mark Wahlberg, worst actor ever uh i guess i don't know um yeah the the thing that sticks out to me uh with the cast is uh tom holland mark Wahlberg, antonio banderas name actors and then you have sophia ali and tati gabrielle you know it's it screams sexism you know what I mean? There are name actresses that can be put in at least one of these roles. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not saying that act, actresses, you know, they, they give these up-and-comers lead roles in these movies so they don't have to pay them as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same Mark Wahlberg, Michelle Williams thing all over again mm-hmm. where he gets paid a million dollars to come for seven days of reshoots and she gets paid jack shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So what the fuck? You know, and in the filming aspect of this, we got to remember that due to the coronavirus, it has caused a ripple effect. And we've talked about this in our podcast where an actor cannot do one movie without completing another movie. So because of this virus that's going on, it is setting back three and four other projects that these actors have in lines. A case in point, Uncharted first, then Spider-Man. Both has been delayed four months with uh chris pratt you have the jurassic park movie that he needs to finish before he starts uh the guardians of the galaxy that's probably going to be set back another four or five months um and talking about christopher nolan's and the now factor uh it's going to i want to point out when uh toby emmerich said that they're not going to take this as a global date and day and date release I read that what they're trying to do or what it seems to be doing is that it's probably going to be released by regions and or by cities little by little instead of a global release date that we are traditionally used to uh, getting. Right. And it'll be depending on how far along they are with with the current state Mm -hmm. of the virus. Mm -hmm. So if things are looking really good in New Zealand, they'll open it in New Zealand. Uh, you know, and I kind of like that because they'll, they'll be focusing the premieres in certain spots. Yeah. You know, 
But the way things are going, the United States might get it in 2023. <laughs> yeah, uh, and talking about movie theaters, uh, China's uh, smaller cities are opening up their theaters uh, with heavy, heavy protocols on how to handle that. I'll probably do some research on that and get back to you in the next podcast. Yeah, uh, at some point, or some point soon, we're going to hear about Wonder Woman being pushed back and Dune. Uh, like I said, 2021 will be the next time we, we enter a movie theater, unfortunately. If if that, halfway through, maybe. I know, but with the state that we're going in and people not paying attention... Um, or following rules, it can even be longer. Can even be longer, and we want to go to the movies. It's like I said uh, in our previous podcast. The I like waking up in the morning and making the whole a whole day out of it. Going to the movies because we go to the movies during the day in the matinee because it's cheaper, and we make a day out of it. We go have lunch after, then we probably shop around a bit, and it really fills our weekend up and now all that is gone to shit and we hope that that comes back soon so we can enjoy it and for future reference we hope that we don't take this for granted yeah well we'll see we look back and we say you know let's not repeat all this again well we'll hopefully we'll be better prepared if something like this happens again or at least mentally prepared Yep. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be back with the review of Netflix movie The Old Guard. Yay. And we're back. So we watched the new Netflix movie The Old Guard. The Old Guard was released on Netflix on July 10th, 2020 with over 72 million views, making it the sixth most viewed content on Netflix. It was directed by Gina Prince-Bithwood, who directed Love and Basketball, starring Charlize Theron, Kiki Lane, Matea Schoenartz, Marwin Kanzari, Luca Marinelli, with Chetuel Ajelfer and Harry Melling. A covert team of immortal mercenaries are suddenly exposed and must now fight to keep their identity a secret, just as an unexpected new member is discovered. All right. So when I first heard about this movie, I thought that they had uh, actual like powers, you know, like superhero powers. And uh, you know, I, I uh, regeneration and immortality could be considered a superhero power. But I know what you mean, like external sparks power. coming. Yeah. Yes, uh, but I was not. Um, I was not let down. Um, I love Charlize Theron. Uh, Kiki Lane was a an awesome awesome actress in the show um, i'm not sure what what she's but was she in love and basketball i'm not sure i really am not sure uh did you like the movie yeah you know what i i did a, a lot more than i was expecting to it's obviously a um an introduction to a, a larger universe there yeah there's it's set it's setting up sequels i like the universe that they're setting up i like that uh, the inclusion of the characters and the cast. It's a very diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Um, agree. A very... I'm sorry? No, I said I agree. <laughs> oh. uh, the There's, like, matter-of-factly gay characters. Uh, two of the immortals are, are gay. And it's just like... 
whatevs. You know what I mean? So they did that right. Uh, let's let's point it out. There's some movies that uh, we were talking about earlier that they would purposely or obviously point out their their gayness or that they're gay. Yeah, or they would say in interviews, a gay gay character's coming, a gay character's coming, don't worry, in the next one, a gay character is coming, and then we get, like, a a 0.3 second kiss in in the last Star Wars movie between two two female characters, in the background. In the background. You know, or the the quick scene where uh, John Cho's character... Uh, kisses his husband mm-hmm. really fast, and then there's no mention of it ever again. But then they they advertise or they that what's the this word? Is, this is huge inclusion. Yeah, it's like is that inclusion though? You is know, it, they, thanks really? for like the tiny little scrap that you can throw us. But you know, this they did this right, and you know the reason why that they still don't do it is for foreign markets that aren't as accepting, which. I don't, I don't give a shit about foreign markets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Netflix can just release what they want because they aren't, they don't have to deal with releasing this stuff overseas. If, if they're offended, they won't put it on their net on the Netflix thing. Yeah, because the Netflix across seas are different. Uh, right, different programs and movies. movies. Uh, when my sister's hum- husband came over from England. Uh, he was baffled that we had all the seasons of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. on Netflix, which they didn't have at the time. Um, and they had all the seasons of Downton Abbey for some reason. I was jealous. Because <laughs> they're British. Um, so, like, there's... Congratulations to Gina Prince uh, Bithwood for getting a gay storyline right. I love that this is directed by a female, BTW. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was a writer and director of Love and Basketball, which is a critically acclaimed film. Um, And I have to give her all my props for her uh, for doing this without making it so stereotypical, without making it so overtly in your face, or as you say, uh, or by just giving us a small, minimal scrap of it, you know? And it was it was beautiful. Uh, aside from that, uh, the storyline and the plot of the movie was really good. Um, we don't we start off the movie with not knowing if they're really good guys or bad guys. They're just throughout the world uh, fighting battles and stuff like that through through history during the Revolutionary War. Tiananmen Square, Vietnam, Revolution, Genghis Khan. Like, they have been in these wars throughout history. Yeah. But through, I'm sorry, but throughout the whole movie, I think until a little after halfway, we don't find out whether they're good people or bad people. And oh, I, and I think done. Uh, <laughs> one of the characters does say, uh, like, because... They're asked, I think, by yes. uh, Kiki Lane's character whether they're good or bad, and she said it depends on, on what era, what era, or who you ask. Basically, yeah. the fight scene with Kiki Lane and Charlize Theron on the plane, badassery. And FYI, that was actually the first film shot oh, of wow. the whole movie. That was really cool. So Charlize Theron said in a, I want to say in a Vanity Fair uh, interview that. She was really awkward and she felt really uh, shy doing it because during that at that moment, things were still being changed. 
So I had she had to fight this person that we didn't know what was going to happen. But at the same time, she's kind of thankful because it kind of set that tone of their their friction that they both had with each other, um, which was pretty, pretty badass. Fighting scene throughout the whole whole uh, movie was awesome. I liked the teamwork of the fighting theme of the fighting scenes that you can tell that they're really, really tight knit. They know each other. They know where everyone is standing. Uh, obviously because they spent thousands of years together. Exactly. So I guess that fits well. The movie did take themselves a little too seriously. I would have liked a little bit more comedy, dry, sarcastic humor, but nothing to like, you know, cry over about it. Yeah. Uh, Harry Melling was amazing as a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Harry Melling is the cousin of Harry Potter in the Harry Potter series. What's his name? Nigel? Oh Neville? No, not Neville. Uh, well, him. Um, him. Complete and utter <laughs> blank. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he was an amazing evil villain. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's doing pretty well for himself. Uh, like, out of the, the young cast, you know, past the main three... I wouldn't have expected the cousin, you know, <laughs> to have... But I guess since he had such a small role in the films, um, you know, he would be in, like, maybe two or three scenes, and then, he, you know, Harry would be off to Hogwarts, you know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. maybe he's he's been able to differentiate himself as an actor. So I'm, I was happy to see him, uh, and he, he does a good job as the, the evil scientist, scientist villain. And as a scientist villain, his job or his idea was to capture these immortals uh, in order to do lab tests to make medicine or make a cure for people to live longer and to uh, find cures for things. Uh, here, That's when uh, Chiwetel Ephrygis' character comes in uh, and set them up and captures them or tries to capture them because his plot was that his wife died from ALS um, and by him thinking capturing these immortals no one can suffer what his wife suffered uh, which kind of sort of make perfect sense in his case but it kind of got to the point where they were where Harry Melling just wanted to like test them and like yeah like, like lab rats lab rats lab rats that he could basically use forever keep them tied to a, a bed forever and he know? even said it in in the movie like it if it takes a week a year a decade he will still have these these immortals with them until he finds the source of replicating their immortality um sooner or later you find out that their immortality doesn't really last long. Or um, not, not forever. Or not I mean, forever. it lasts long. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's not forever. So they've told stories about people that they were in their, in their covent that they just started dying. They stopped healing. They stopped healing. And they can get shot in the head and they can get, you know, riddled with bullets and it's basically that wolverine healing factor um where where do you want to go from here 
Like with the series? Or with the story, or what, or with this review is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, I really liked like the immortal thing and the group of immortals and that they've been together for thousands of years and then they show like some of the history yes. of, you know, Charlie Theron. So I want them, you know, I, I like that a lot. I like the introduction of the new character. Anytime you have you know, a group of long characters that have known each other forever, you bring in someone new, and they're the audience perspective. She's, yes. She's the Jubilee. And I... Gosh, I, gosh. <laughs> Darg Nugget. <laughs> I, I liked the... Like, besides the gay storyline, it, it's a very um, inclusive cast. Uh, the, the, lead, the lead character's female... Um, the second lead is African American female. Yeah, you have uh, not Lu- a- Lucas Marinelli, yeah. who I'm not sure, but he's not white. You know what I mean? I think he plays French. And we have Chetwold. It's it's a great, you know, inclusive cast, which can be done, and it can be done right. And this is a perfect example how an in- inclusive cast can be a successful series. Um, we talk about how a double-edged sword moviegoers and critics are uh, with female lead cast. Uh, for example, the most recent, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it bombed and everyone wanted to f- cancel uh, Leslie Jordan. They wanted to cancel Kristen Wiig. They wanted to cancel the director and all this stuff. But then there's no... Uh, protest when a male lead uh, bombs. bombs, hence Thor 2. Where was the the anger in Thor 2 about recasting Chris Hemsworth or Iron Man 3? Uh, which, so much sexism, you know what I mean? And, you know, it. this works. It works very, very well. Um, we find out that these teams of Immortal, uh, the team of Immortal... Uh, are kind of like history changers. Uh, that was a really cool twist. I really like that. That kind of has the effect a generation later. For example, I can't pinpoint because it's it was a lot of information. But let's say, um, they go into like this Vietnam War and they rescue this uh Vietnam little boy. That little boy becomes. A doctor that helps prosthetic people who are amputated. Or his grandson does. Or his grandson does. So sometimes it's generations from him, from the person they saved. But eventually, you know, what they did, you know, reaps benefits for the world. Yeah, so they rescue someone from the Revolutionary War. And then that great-great-grandson is the person who invented the polio vaccine so it they helped the past and we the following generation reaps the the benefits which again that was a fantastic fantastic twist it was super original and i really liked it um it was uh there was a cool like subplot line where they were talking about like other immortals that you know, the one immortal that they went in the past and they showed that he passed away, um, where he just stopped healing. Um, but then there was another female immortal that uh, she and Charlize Theron's character were caught during the uh, Salem witch trials. Yeah. 
and they kept trying to kill them, hanging them, but they would come back alive, which would prove to the crazy people they were witches. So they took took her to the uh, Charlie Theron's uh, counterpart, the female, and they tie they chained her in a steel box and tossed her in the sea. So she would drown, regenerate, and drown, regenerate, and drown, and regenerate over and over, which is a fucking nightmare for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Just drowning once is a nightmare, but... And they talk about how someone would go insane in that in that sort of... Um, that's kind of what they did in Angel. You remember? Yes. Connor sent him to the bottom of the ocean, and he, but he couldn't die. Yeah. And then when he came back, he was, you know, for like an episode, he was crazy. But I thought that was... And I knew knew what was coming with that whole thing, why they would mention her, and they kept bringing her up, that she would show up. You know what I mean? And Setting I want to add, sequel. it was an Asian and, actress, yes. which was fucking awesome to have. And the other person that stopped regenerating in the past seemed like he was like from Morocco, yeah. from like uh, that uh, Middle Eastern area. Um it was it was just lovely to see different shapes and colors on screen and it was good I, it made me feel good and it's like you spent your whole childhood just looking at white people that white, don't reflect to you people, yeah and then it's it's to see a movie like this was absolutely amazing that you know it wasn't a group of four white people you know hunky dory englishmen that was during during through the crusade now it's like all these people from different parts with the new recruit who was uh she was a marine i'm i'm really excited about the series as a whole um i generally don't like movies that basically are setups for sequels but i like this and it made me excited you know, to see what comes next. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be sooner than later, you know, with the world today, it might be a little later than originally planned. Yep. So, uh, at the end of the movie, they kind of, uh, get captured by Harry Melling's, uh, army of pharmaceutical army and Charlie Theron and the gay couple gets captured because, I think it's Matthias. Uh, yes, Matthias Schooner. He betrays them. Because, he betrays them because if the scientists can find out how to replicate their immortality, he his hope would be that they could find how to basically allow him to die because he 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 no longer wants to continue on. So that that's why he betrayed them. And. Uh, Kiki, Kiki Lane's character doesn't at that time didn't want to be part of the immortal group and Charlize Theron said you know what fine leave but when she leaves she sees that she was given a blank uh, a gun a gun with an empty barrel that Matthias gave Charlize Theron and Charlize Theron gave to Kiki and she found out you know Kiki put two and two together and she figured out that Matthias set her up so she comes back to to rescue them. And she does. And with the help of uh, Chiwetel's character. Uh, she she helps them. Basically escapes. And. Uh, and they go to rescue the, the, the gay couple. That had been. Uh, 
um, kidnapped. And the the scene where they go to the to the offices of Harry Melling or whatever, or the building, it reminded me a lot of uh, of the Matrix hmm. when Trinity and Neo go to to rescue Morpheus. Really, yeah. really cool fight scenes there. Um, where they super clean. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just fun to watch uh um and there's a scene like on sort of like a platform that i think was also filmed in spider-man 2 oh yeah yeah you said we, that we should look with that up. uh we really don't want to give away too much of the ending and there is a uh what's it called uh a post-credit scene i think i already gave that away uh, but whoops but Check it out if you haven't sequel. seen it. I'm excited about it. Uh, a lot of people are petitioning vocally to have uh, a sequel. Even Charlize Theron has voiced that she is thrilled to see if this does get greenlit for a, a trilogy. I 100% believe that that there will be more, um, and I, I'm 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 there for it. I can't wait. So from a one to five, what would you give it? I'll give it. 3.75 uh it was good enough for me to want want more but i kind of do wish that it was like its own solid thing you know what i mean yeah and not setting up sequels but i'm i'm down for more i can't wait what about you 3.9 awesome 3.9 uh like i said the only thing that kind of hindered it was it took itself a little too seriously um but yeah i would i would definitely recommend if you're into superhero immortality powers uh secret society and all that go go check it out yeah so what are the movies and dvds or dvds actually and music that are currently out this week so new blu-ray dvds uh out this week scoob is out uh, maybe we can go buy a uh, red box and get it for a buck I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Re-release of the original Charlton Heston Spartacus... Oh, wow. ...is out. Uh, a set of John Wick 1 through 3 is out. Um, oh, the 25th anniversary of Clueless is out on Blu-ray, wow. which you just rewatched. It's part of my fact of the week. Hey. The, a lot of... Um, and, and the Six Degrees of Separation, yes. sort of. Um, a lot of cranberry references in there. So much. Uh, just a lot of re-releases. Again, you know how this shit is. The the time of Corona. Um, you know, re-release of Airplane. The slapstick, you know. Uh, Leslie. Um, Leslie. Oh my god. Him. Him. I can't believe. I always say Leslie Nielsen, but it's definitely not Leslie Nielsen. Leslie, wait, is it Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, I think so. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> the new season of Castle Rock, which I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start watching on Hulu. Uh, while you're playing video games, I just finished the second season of Slasher on Netflix, and I need a fucking break from from that crazy ass show before I start season three. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say about video games. Uh, I am currently playing Final Fantasy. 14 online on the siren server so if anyone wants to join me and play video games in and save eorzea uh let me know because we can play together go ahead awesome and a what looks like a documentary about uh the making of showgirls is out on blu-ray called 
you don't know me. Because ah. Elizabeth character's name in the movie is Nomi. Oh my god. <laughs> Keep going. Alright. Uh, new music out this week. Uh, we have new music from Cub Sport, Jesse Lanza, oh my god, uh, presidential nominee Kanye West. I can't imagine why he announced his presidency. You know, the a week, week before that he released an album. God, oh. that guy needs some therapy. Uh, I honestly, seeing him, I feel so bad for him. I don't. I really don't like, feel well, no, nothing. For his mental state, I mean. I really, he, come on. He, no. he, he has issues. He, he knows exactly to, he what the just, fuck he's doing. Yeah, with with the album, I agree. Uh, Katie Day has a new album. The Kid Lori has a new album. Logic has a new album uh do you know logic sounds familiar i think that's his uh his final album Re- I oh, think he he's passed? Gonna... no he's gonna retire oh i'll never say never the naked and famous has an album called recover neck deep neon trees well neck deep has an album neon trees has an album called i can feel you forgetting me mm. all right deep I don't think it's that deep. Uh, Primal Fear has an album called Metal Commando, and Ronan Keating has a new album out. Nice. You want to play Six Degrees of Separation, my love? I absolutely do. So at the top of the show, I said that the Six Degrees are uh, Brittany Murphy and Lisa Kudrow. Okay. Uh, Brittany Murphy was in Clueless, which just celebrated its 25th anniversary with Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone was in I See You, the fantastic movie, uh, which is currently on Amazon Prime uh, with Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt was on Mad About You, uh, which had, you know, the major recurring character for the first several uh, seasons was Lisa Kudrow. Um, Wow. Who whose character Ursula on Mad About You was the twin sister of? They were uh, a connected Phoebe. universe. Yeah, I had no idea. Phoebe on Friends. I don't know if it was originally planned that way, but they decided to to make them twins. I am shooketh. And and there was a couple of a spinoffs where Helen Hunt showed up on Friends and vice versa. No fucking way. Yeah. There you have it. And the fact of the week is Clueless did celebrate their twenty fifth anniversary just this past week. And Brittany Murphy, famous line to share was, you're a virgin who can't drive. (laughs) In reality, at the time, Brittany Murphy was a virgin who did not have her license. She said that in an interview. Oh. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. As if. All right, everyone, this is the end of the show. We are so happy that you guys stuck with us and continue to stick with us on this awesome adventure we call Press Play with Augie and Riz. I Oh, uh, please subscribe to our podcast for our weekly shenanigans. You can also, also follow us on Instagram at Press Play AR. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.